Hello and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here to help spread the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has in not only building better relationships with other people, but ultimately building a more harmonious and stronger connection with Mother Earth. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to Mother Earth, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can help improve the relationship with yourself to again empower yourself so you can empower your community and empower our beautiful planet. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the LYF podcast and I am really grateful and just uh, very excited to chat with Joel Martinez. He is our community spotlight for this month. Um, He is a local cinematographer, director, based in Las Vegas, and he has a lot to share with us. Really, it's very relevant to the times that we're living. So, hi, Joel. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, excited to be here and uh, literally alive, but also here on this podcast. So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, So my go-to question always is uh what do you love about yourself joel and how has this quality helped you in your life so far uh well that's always been a tough question to me because um i just always been discovering myself but i think one that really stands out is the the ability to be aware of change and open to it i you know we all hear we all hear it you know the world changes but so do you, you know, from the way that you look to the way that you think. It's, uh, it's very, you know, it's, it's one of those deep thoughts that you have, like when you're just alone in your room listening to music, staring at the ceiling. But I think it's just super, super important to keep that, you know, thought and really, really, really think about like how, how you are now versus how you were before. And, you know, once once you realize that, you know, people come and go and you start choosing who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, you, you choose what you let affect you, you know, what you let hurt you. And there's lessons in that. There's a reason why you're letting so-and-so person affect you. You know, there's, there's a reason that you're going to, there's something you're going to learn from it. So, um, it's like, what you, what are you going to overcome, you know? And wh- what's gonna, what is it going to take to overcome it? You know, are you going to do it? So, yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I'm aware of, of these things. And I think that's what I love about myself the most because I, I just want to make smooth transitions in different periods of my life. I don't want to be the guy that, that uh, just is always, always thinking about the past. And it's like, I want to live in the moment. I want to be here with my, you know, family now, not like think about them when they're dead, you know? So yeah, change. I would say that for sure. That's great. It's very beautiful and very well said. And I mean, right. Change really is the only constant we will ever have um, in this lifetime. So I think the younger that we are, um, the younger that we are in, to embrace that, the better and more whole life I think that we will be able to live. So I'm really grateful to hear you've captured that. Yeah, well, I'm doing <laughs> the best that I can. So. <laughs> awesome, yeah. Joel. So you know, some so I'm folks are know you from your work. Um, so tell us a little bit more of. How did that journey start for you um, of, of beginning cinematography, of directing? And then also for the folks that maybe don't really don't know, like the full definition of what cinematography is, if you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So um, cinematography is uh, specifically like the image. So when you see a movie, it's 
uh, the composition, it's the lighting, it's the blocking, which is the cinematographer and the director. Uh, the comp uh, did I say composition already? <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 basically when you look at it, you know, it's that's what I'm responsible for, and you know, many others who do it as well. There, it's a huge, huge like role. But it, you know, usually you think of the director, but it's something that you work with the director. So it's it's usually planned a lot. Like um, so, when you you know chances are when you see your favorite movie most things are planned and that's really where the art comes from mm. you know you read the story you read the script and then you kind of just have your own take on it and and then you create it you know whether it's just one camera movement that's unique to you or maybe you want to do a camera movement from a film that what's one of your favorites but do your own twist on it you know mm -hmm. so I mean, that, that's pretty much what cinematography is. It also involves a group of people, like a crew usually. So I think that might be a big factor in difference uh, versus uh, videography and cinematography. So, I mean, video offers could have a crew, but I mean, the crew difference is at a much larger scale. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but now, I mean, now that I've explained. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I would actually say I started out as more of a videographer. I... I started filming at a, I think, I think I was like 14, maybe. Um, it was purely out of my love for skateboarding. So all I wanted to do was watch these skate videos and they were super inspirational. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Maybe it was because I grew up when like videos just started like a, like a video camera, like a handheld, not film. Uh, they, started becoming accessible to people. But going from like the screen, seeing all your favorite skater skate with your favorite music and then going out and do it in real life, being like, oh, I can do it too. It was just a huge motivation. And uh, I just wanted to capture me and my friends. And then uh, that pretty much, you know, I, was, I had to film them and then I had to edit. And I just, I had to learn it because not because I wanted to like edit, but because I wanted to do this for my friends and myself. So, um, unfortunately, all good times come to an end, and <laughs> I got hurt. I, I got um, skateboarding, and uh, I pretty much couldn't walk because I, I tore some stuff that um, had me not walk for, I think, three months, and I had a surgery. Mm. So, at that point, I, I had to, you know, I was actually in my parents' room. Uh, watching like Judge Judy and Maury every day for three months. It was a wreck. It's here in Vegas. It was during the summer. It was hot as hell up there. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I was, I was thinking, um, what can I do for the rest of my life? You know, I can't skateboard past 40 unless I'm like one of the best in the world. Not doubting that I could have, but I was just like, maybe there's more that I can do than skateboard. And, uh, you know, I, I, after that, it just started this wave of things that I was trying and uh, I ended up on filming. And, uh, and you know, ever, ever since then, it's just, it's just my, been my love and passion. And, and I, I just, I feel, I feel like everybody has a superpower. This might be cheesy, but, and it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> good. You'll, you'll understand completely then. But I, I feel like this is my superpower. This is where I can speak. This is where I feel like I can do anything. And uh, with this, you know, I want to I wanna do good with it. I want to spread out messages. I want to tell stories that are powerful and um, did, you know, what films did to me. Uh, I remember the one, the, the film that there was this scene that, that changed my thought process in terms of like filmmaking being possible for me to do. Um, and it's called Another Earth. I think it was uh, it won Sundance, mm. what, like 10, 12 years ago. But um, there's a scene in there where it's a woman talking about an astronaut in space. And I just, I just remember that scene making me feel like I was talking to my best friend, like mm. there in person. Because mm -hmm. everybody has deep talks with their best friends, you know? And then I was like, wow, I, I really felt like I was in it. 
And then I was like, wait, but that's just me talking to my friend. Like I can do this too. And then, uh, yeah, like ever, ever since then, um, I've just been trying to achieve that and trying to make people feel like that. And if I make one person feel like that, I'm happy and I'm grateful that I was a part of that process. Cause there's feeling like that is what I like strive for every day, mm-hmm. you know, having that hope, having that happiness, having just that, like, what do you say? Just that encouragement. It was, it's so, it was so, it was so good. So, I mean, I just want to do that, you know? Yeah, no, it's so powerful. And it's so true, right? Like, it's just making me reflect on the the power of photography, film, everything throughout my life. And, and maybe because we're like in this information age, it's easy to, and digital age, it's easy to almost take it for granted because of the amount of um, images we're seeing always and videos. But just to take a moment to just step back and think of the creator behind it and the intention. Um, it's really, really nice to do right now. So thank you for that. Yeah, I know. I'm happy you recognize it. I, <laughs> you know, I'm so happy that I can be invisible to the general audience, but also appreciate it because again, people think of the director immediately when they think of a film. Uh, so they get the fame, which is a positive and a negative. And I get to live my life peacefully and hopefully rich. (laughs) So just a fun thought there. Right. It's it's a (laughs) win-win. It's a win-win. But, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go for it. Oh, no, it's just a, it's just a thing that I always mess around with, you know. It's, Mm. I I do love talking to the artists and like really getting to know why they chose to do something and it's 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 a remix you know everybody is just remixing stuff you know that what's that thing they called uh it's that video maybe if you haven't seen it check it out everything's a remix blows your mind <laughs> yeah no i haven't seen it i'll have to look at that yeah <laughs> yeah that's a whole thing on its own so i'll let you yeah. discover that <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll go down that rabbit hole <laughs> yeah um but, you know, and before we go further, I, I'm just rem- reminiscing, remembering um, when I met you, um, we did this, for folks listening, we did this event um, with Connected Local uh, Music Entertainment Group, um, Love Yourself Foundation. We partnered with them on, for many months, and we did uh, the Connected to Life. And what we would do is we would uh, bring some education, um, maybe some moments of pause, like through meditation or what have you. And this particular event, uh, we got the, the privilege to feature some filmmakers, uh, directors um, here in Vegas, and Joel was uh, one of them that we got to feature. And I'm just remembering the films that you showed that evening, and it was so beautiful. Like the, could you just touch a little bit on the one, what I'm remembering is the one with the dance teacher. Oh, yeah, Brian, the dance teacher, mm-hmm. yeah. That one is uh, one of my favorite films that I've done. And still to this day, I mean, I think I shot that like eight, nine, I don't know, maybe nine years ago. But it's probably one of the most heartfelt uh, films that I've, I've had. It's, uh, it's about a teacher who, I mean, I might, I might sum it up a little more than that was given. But, you know, maybe that's what you get by hearing this podcast and then you watch the film. So Exactly. <laughs> but... It's um, it's a story about a teacher who had a dream to be a very successful dancer, you know, and he was really good. He lived, um, I forget, I forget where he came from, so I'm not gonna say and mess it up, and then he's gonna message me and say he messed <laughs> up. He lived not in the U.S. <laughs> and he was uh, he he started teaching at a super young age, you know, compared to most people and then uh some you know his parents and his family said you need to go out and do this in the u.s uh so then you know as soon as he could he did and that's uh that's some backstory that's probably i don't think it's told in there but uh, then the film just starts centering around him talking about his development of heart issues, you know, that, and that's, that's vital for a dancer, you know, and it basically crushed those dreams that he had, 
and uh, he he you know what did he have to look up to he couldn't teach he couldn't even he can't dance he can't all he could do is remnants about when he could mm-hmm. and uh then he found love and passion through teaching children and you know not just children i mean just adults or just whoever he just found love and passion in teaching and i think that's where you know me and the director um really really came together in terms of see, saying that this story needs to be told like here's somebody who's selfless you know yes he had a passion yes he had a dream that that uh that cost him you know a lot mm-hmm. but he's still out there and he's still promoting it he's still he knows that you know their happiness is not like his success per se but it's just purely out of you know enjoying the art and spreading it and i you know when i when i saw that you know i honestly i almost i still come to like i probably have like one tear that comes out every time <laughs> i see that film if you see it at the end the students run and hug him and that's the part and by the way uh that was unplanned i uh i was a little hesitant because he has heart issues so any surprises could potentially cause some issues mm. and i was like i was i asked his best friend and i asked his sister i'm like what if we just if i just tell the children to uh uh because he te- uh, he mainly taught children in that class that's why i keep saying children but uh i was like what if i tell them to go and surprise him when he steps in so i made up some bs lie go outside there's something somebody calling you and then he came back in and i was just like go and then i had the camera <laughs> and i ran and it was just so genuine like like these kids like no nobody hesitated everyone ran and they hugged him this is all because he's a passionate caring teacher and you you have i don't know i just i have to spread spread that out so that was a uh that was, that was a beautiful story so i still show it I, I mean even though it doesn't showcase my recent work i don't care it's a story you know and that's what matters the most absolutely no it's a powerful story and definitely want to encourage folks to check that out um so so yeah um but awesome Joel so let's get let's get deep and talking about 2020 um as we know life has changed dramatically um so tell us what what's the hardest lesson that you learned um in 2020 and how is this helping you now um live a more full life um so the toughest lesson that i learned this year was it's also probably the most valuable in the moment uh it's honestly it's it's to say it straight out it is learning to be alone and push through and i learned it during this pandemic i ended up getting covid and um unfortunately i was hospitalized um, and it really, really took a physical and mental toll on me. Um, I had direct contact, I shared a glass and then um, my immune system weakened over the weekend because I just drank. Mm -hmm. Um, So that sucked (laughs) and then I worked overnight and mm-hmm. for four days in a row in the cold. So I think with those three factors, it um, even though I'm a young person with no, you know, issues, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have diabetes. I don't, I don't have like, you know, anything that they say could really reduce your chances. I think, I think with those three added factors, which any of us can do, by the way, we can be out in the cold for an extended period of time. We can, I mean, some of us drink, some of us don't. And then we can have direct contact, you know? And it's also not that I just drank the cup, but I mean, somebody could be in the same room as somebody for a certain amount of time. And that's, that's enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not common, but I, I, I was unlucky. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I believe, November 16th. And I started feeling things two days later. And then I got the message, hey, 
uh, I think I got COVID. I just tested it. Uh, I just tested. And then a day later, she's like, Oh, I, I'm positive. So then I was like, well, I got to get tested immediately. And I just got to be safe. And if I feel anything, I got to make the call. Mm-hmm. So um, what I would say about that, like COVID symptoms, I don't want to go too into it because I'm not a doctor, but I'll tell you what I experienced mm-hmm. is um, I just felt some fatigue and fever that was out of the norm, mm-hmm. specifically fatigue. I, I carry a camera, a big bulky camera for 12 hours. And by the end of the day, yeah, I'm tired. The thing's like 20, 25 pounds, you know, all day, but I'm used to it. So um, this time I filmed for six hours and I was out of breath and tired. And that was out of the norm for me. Mm-hmm. So when I felt that, I started worrying. And then I, uh, what do you call it? I, you know, I, I, was, I was sweating, you know, and not, not tra- a crazy amount, but that was just the first sign that like really was like, yep, I have it. I need to go home. Right. Lo and behold, I had it. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just when you hear about it, and I share this because you, you hear about it, and it's different for everyone. First off, I'll say that. But you, you hear about it in the news, it's just all over. It's, it's like, it fills your mind in terms of what to look out for specifically. And at least for me, everybody was like sore throat, sore throat, sore throat. And then they were like, you know, loss of taste. And that is definitely unique. And if you hear that, then you probably definitely have it. But, um, you know, it just, nobody really talks about the fatigue. Nobody really, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I, I just want to make people aware of that. If it's out of the norm, you should check yourself out. Cause that's yeah. just one thing that slid and just slipped by. But, uh, yeah. So, um, I, uh, during this time, this is where the whole being alone thing really takes in play is, um, you know, no, nobody knows what, what will happen you know, because we're still, the vaccine just came out, you know, and we're still seeing what happens with that. So this time period of being sick just really tested, like my, just me, like my emotional stability. I mean, uh, if I'm emotionally unstable, then I worsen things. If I am scared and nervous, have anxiety, that speeds up my heart rate. And, and again, emotionally, that just causes a whole like disaster, but it also has physical effects. And I, you know, I would, I would say that if you're stable, then it only helps you. If you, if you're not, then like when breathing becomes a challenge, which is what happened over, I think the period of 10 days, my oxygen dropped and walking to the bathroom became like that time I said that I was holding the camera after six hours and became super exhausted. Well, 10 days later, I went to the bathroom, which was 10 feet away. I came back walking and I was that exhausted the same amount so this isn't something that hits you and then it hits hard kind of like the flu is a few days it hits you hard and you know what I mean this is the opposite it's slow it builds up and um it, it it gets worse over time and I remember hearing they're like day eight and nine is really where you see what happens and you know, I can I can say in my case that was true. It's like day eight or nine, I was getting better or not. And I, for me, it was day eleven, and it wasn't. It was worse. So this is where the anxiety and the being alone factor came in because I was sitting in my bed, and I was like, yeah, that that I every night I have a fever of one hundred two, one hundred three. I'm just at the line of if it hits one hundred four, go to the hospital. So, um. It, yeah, it was just, it was, it, was, it was scary, to be honest. I, I didn't know. I was like, am I going <laughs> to, the chances are low, but I'm starting to think I might, I might die. You know, this, I get up, I can barely breathe. It's, it sucks. Um, I, I don't want to eat. I'm constipated. Like I, I didn't have diarrhea. I was just, I didn't eat at all. So I wasn't using the bathroom. And that's another thing that is scary because unfortunately it's gross, but your poop says a lot about you. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I, I reached to a point where, oh, have the, uh, thing that reads your oxygen, oximeter, oximeter, I forget it. Uh, the thing that reads your oxygen levels, please, please, please 
get it. It's like $26 on Amazon, 30 at most, maybe 20. I don't know. Get it. it. That is the one thing that saved my life. It indicated whether I was going to the hospital or not. So once my oxygen dropped below, I think it was 92, I made the call. I was like, I'm going to the hospital. And I called the ER and uh, I called the ambulance. And then, uh, yeah, they came, they picked me up. It was, again, that being alone and being stability takes some play here because as I was going away, I know I do movies and me saying this, it's like a movie, it'd be a little cheesy, but um, it really was. I walked down and I was like, wow, this is really happening to me. And, uh, and then I see my dad and my sister and they're just, they're, you know, they have, they have to be far, you know, I don't want to get them sick, but them being far, it hurt, you know, they're looking at me like I'm a monster that they love, <laughs> right? you know, yeah. they love you, but they're scared of you right now because mm-hmm. they can get sick. They're seeing this happen to me and they don't want it to happen to them. So you have to be strong, you know, you, you, you have to understand that they're doing this for their safety, but they're there because they love you. Mm-hmm. And understanding that is vital, you know, and that's, I don't know. I don't really know much about like a bunch of sicknesses, but, um, I hear this is unique to COVID. It's a lonely disease or something like that. And uh, yeah, so when I got in there, you know, they checked me. They admitted me into the hospital. It was Thanksgiving. Lucky me. Had the worst Thanksgiving of my life. But it was also a huge lesson. You know, how can I push myself to not think negatively? You know, I, I didn't have Thanksgiving with my family, but some guy gave me a turkey sandwich and I said, and I was like, I'm going to make a fun twist on it. I said, happy Thanksgiving, man. And he gave me a turkey sandwich. I'm like, this actually made me feel better. Thank you. I had turkey on Thanksgiving. I also might die. (laughs) (laughs) So you you just gotta, you gotta think positively, you know, it's, you gotta make a twist, that extra laughter, that extra, it's your life. You know, it's your essence. It's, you know, when, when somebody's, going away slowly that's what you see missing and as long as you have that you know it's it's something that keeps pushing you so um you know me being in the hospital me saying seeing my dad and my sister like as i got as i as they put me into the ambulance and seeing them on the sidewalk in front of my house i just i couldn't help but to think this might be the last time i see my dad this moment right here so I told my dad I was going to be okay. You know, I mean, I was out of breath, <laughs> but yeah. he heard me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I told my sister and, and that, you know, that's what, what do you want your last moment to be when you, you're breathing? Do you want to be scared or do you want to be happy? You know, you could, you could die at any moment. So, you know, that's what I chose to tell my dad. And I, again, he called me crazy, but I, I had to put that hope you know, and the fact that I did it even told my, told, you know, I told myself that I was going to be okay. Cause I'm doing these actions that somebody does when they're alive. You know, again, when somebody's passing away, you see that life go away, you know? So, I mean, I went to the ER and they put me in and I mean, this is, this is another thing that is just crazy. Cause again, these things only happen in movies, but when I was let in, the the horror that I saw in terms of the chaos of COVID in hospital that's packed was so unreal because the rooms were filled and then they had people lined up along the front desk. And I remember as they're like rolling me in and then Luckily, they had a room available for me somehow. I can't explain that part, but they did. But as they were rolling me in, I saw, I think I think it was a kid who had some sort of like deformity in one of his arms. And I, I think he was mentally challenged. I can't say, but it, you know, he doesn't, it looked like he didn't know what was going on. And he was, he was really happy. Obviously, when, when he hurt, he hurt. You know, he was coughing and stuff. And, it, and they probably let, he had his mom with him, and they probably let his mom in because he's mentally challenged. I, I'm not sure. Somehow, 
that happened. And, uh, you know, that kid gave me hope. He, he, although it was, it was terrible to see him in pain. I was, they put me in a room and there was a clear window, by the way. That's why I could see this whole thing. And, uh, yeah, he was happy. And I was just like, man, this kid, you really can learn from anyone at any time. Like this kid is like, even though he doesn't know what's going on, he's, he's happy. He's, he's pulling through. He's, he has pain just like I do. Maybe worse. He's been here longer. I don't know. And, you know, it really, really humbled me at that moment. And all the sadness that was happening, like when I also saw the old people that were around telling you, they look like they've accepted they were going to die and they had no hope. I don't know what their status is with their family or friends or jobs. Maybe they had factors to do with it. But, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not helpful at all when you walk in and then you see these things and you just, you, it's not helpful to have a negative mentality. So I'm not saying go in there and crack jokes, but just, just uh, do what you can to help. So um, they did test. They sent me up to a floor where they keep, luckily they didn't send me to the ICU, which is where people are on the verge of dying. Uh, the doctor concluded that I can go to this level where people are let go within a week or two. Um, so they have you on antibiotics for like five days. I mean, it, it's, it might be what you get might be now, if you guys, if anyone who's watching this gets it, don't take this to heart. This is what they did to me. Right. Um, but um, those, those were where my, like, where my mentality of being alone was pushed the most. I mean, my body was also going through some terrible things, but um, uh, yeah, the the first two nights were were really, really, really bad because when when I got up there, the doctor, the first day comes up, he's like, we're going to do all these medications on you and we're going to hope that this turns and you start recovering fast. And, uh, and then that's when I asked him, I was like, what, so what, what I'm really happy to hear that I, I want to start this as soon as possible. And I want to do what I can to get better. But what is my status? Like, what am I, what are you seeing right now? And then he's like, yep, the x-ray, the x-rays uh, showed that half your lungs are incapacitated. You are only living off of your upper respiratory lungs. One is worse than the other. Uh, and uh, if He's like, if you have, if you would, uh, <laughs> I'm stuttering because it's just all coming back to me right now. Yeah, but he no told problem. me, um, if I would have waited two days, there's a good chance I would have died. Um, so that was, that was eye opening to me. Like I said, that meter that reads your oxygen level saved my life because I'm one of those guys. It's like, I'll push through this. I'm fine. But when I, when I, thought about it logically like hey they say after under 92 call for help and see if you need to go kind of deal um, and I, I my logical brain is what led to me you know my emotional brain was like no nah, you can stick through it so yeah so that's what I you know I, I tell everyone you need to get it um, so the doctor yeah told me that and then they started the medication some of it hurt it was an IV and it just went in it took two hours and it sucked. It, it was painful. I literally fell asleep in pain. Uh, this, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to really go too much into it. I don't want it to be negative. But <laughs> I just want, I just want people to know this is yes, real. I don't, yes. you know, this is, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, I think I'm a good example of I'm young. I don't have any issues like this happened and it's real. Like I witnessed my lungs, slowly over time worsen and I got to the point where I was hospitalized and then I got to the point where I thought I was going to die the doctor told me half my lungs were incapacitated you know this is stuff that I just me as a 29 year old just don't expect to hear uh so when he told me that I just I just I didn't know what was going to happen mm-hmm. and I did one thing that I didn't think I would do until when I get old and I said goodbye to everybody, just in case. I called my parents, called my family members, I 
called close friends, you know, and sorry if I didn't call if you're listening to this, I was just in a really bad state. The only thing keeping me sane was just trying to do these things as I feel the worst I've felt in my life physically. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, it was, it was really, really weird to be like, I might die. I feel somewhat okay, but terrible at the same time. And still, I always imagined if I was going to die, I was going to know, you know, I was going to like, I feel like shit. I, I mean, I'm losing all our blood. I have this ill it sickness for months, you know, it just feels so sudden. And uh, yeah, and, and I had to do this not in a weeping manner, but I had to give hope, like I said, keep a smile and and be like, hey, dude, like, like, I appreciate all the time I've spent with you. I know this is crazy I'm saying this, but I just, the worst thing I can imagine is not saying goodbye. Um, I, I want to enjoy my times with you and I want to appreciate everything, but, but I don't want to say goodbye, but I'd rather do it, you know? And the worst part was talking to family members because, you know, they know you, you're, they're so stubborn. They're like, oh, you're just blah, blah, blah. You know, you're going to be fine. And I'm like, you know, I'm at the point where I don't know anything. So <laughs> I love you guys. And I, and I want to be there. And this is why I'm saying so-and-so, you know? So, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't break. You can't break and cry. I mean, you can do it, but don't make it the focus, you know, be, you know, spread the love and for yourself, because if you feel like that, then you're making yourself feel better. Mm -hmm. It's really, really hard. I'm telling you, that tests your limits on how much you love yourself is it's holding it through no matter what. So, you know, I didn't get better till day four of being in the hospital. And then I made a miraculous recovery on day five, you know, and I think it's because I stuck that mentality, you know, every time they get, I'm a super picky eater. Anyone who knows me knows me, knows this about me. I hate cheese and I'll stand by it. Nobody tried to convince me. <laughs> Guess what? If they fed me cheese at the hospital, I didn't give a shit. I don't want to <laughs> Damn, I ate it. I was like, I am surviving. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did. And then I, you know, I think it was just all the hope and the love I received. And seriously, thank you to anybody who reached out and, and commented on Instagram when I posted it. I know it seems so like weird to point out Instagram, but that was the only thing I did to, to let it out. I was like, Hey guys, I'll be okay. This is me. It, re it really is happening is, is what, I, what I'm saying. And uh, I didn't think, you know, people reaching out would affect me so so much because that again my phone was the only thing i had by the way uh when you're in the hospital they play the worst stuff on the tv <laughs> you turn it on it's news about how covid's killing the country this many deaths today and then it's at the time really 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 cheesy christmas movies and you get tired of those real fast <laughs> <laughs> I, I think i saw devil wears prada four times <laughs> Because it was the best choice. Uh, yeah, I started walking uh, with, I was on oxygen the whole time. And I started walking every day. I was exercising. They said, do some, uh, walk around a couple of times. And I'm not joking. I walked around like a minute or two. And then I was done. I was sitting down. Somehow I was tired of sitting down. I don't know how. Um, they had all wires on me when I slept. They were like, try to sleep on your back, but then they had, or try to sleep on your stomach to let, to let your lungs um, have some rest. And they had all these wires on me. So it was, it was difficult to do that. And then I had needles in me. So, you know, it's just a huge challenge, but it's just really uncomfortable is really what I'm saying, but I pushed through. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I did. I did everything they said. I exercised. I reached out. I talked to people. I set goals for myself. I mean, what else can you do? You're, you're in a room, you know. And then I got out, and um, you know, I posted the the next video was. Um, I, I haven't really mentioned the nurses because I want to now mention them specifically. Is the amount of care 
and risk that they put themselves like through. They, uh, they don't know you, <laughs> you know? Yes, they're getting paid, but they don't know you. And somehow, at least in my experience, I received such good care. You know, they're, they're, they were there when I, re when I really needed them. They, um, they talked to me. I mean, again, mind you, I went to, in the ambulance, my dad, my, my parents, you know, or my sister that was there with him, who loves me, were staying away because they, they needed to feel that security. Mm -hmm. Yes, the nurses were fully clothed and they were being super safe, but that small conversation they had, um, it helped out so much. And, um, you know, when I started eating, because I, I stopped eating and then I started eating, they, they were always bringing me extra stuff. And um, I, I would ask them about how they're doing. You know, it's just all these little things that they don't have to do. Mm -hmm. Really, really helped out. And um, I just saw this whole new side of a nurse's work ethic that I'd never thought of before. So a huge, huge appreciation. And, and I, I, I really am doing whatever I can to help them out. So I, you know, I wrote them a letter saying like, thank you so much. I, you know, recommended them for whatever awards I, you know, um, and then, you know, I'm trying to figure out some sort of way to donate something to them, but you know, it's COVID, so you can't really give anything. Um, but yeah, I will always, always remember, remember them. And, uh, and then, you know, then I got out, surprisingly lost my taste after I came out of the hospital. I came out of the hospital on day 17 of having it since day one or 18. It was day 18. That's why I'm saying. These things are random. Mm -hmm. I use that opportunity to try food I don't like. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> I now like avocado. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. Have a, have a good mm -hmm. twist on it, you know? Yeah, you lost your taste buds, but why not have fun, you know? Don't eat something extremely spicy because there's physical repercussions, but, right. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm just going to speed up just so I can skim through it. Um, um, in between day, like, I don't know, 20 to, to now, just uh, in, in between, that's like a month, month and a half. Oh, yeah, a month, about a month after. And uh, I just spent that whole time recovering my lungs because I truly, truly do believe that COVID is like a hurricane. You know, it comes in and it just messes up the whole city, just tears everything. And then it disappears. COVID's gone. But there's this huge mess that you now have to repair. Right. You have to build a house again. You have to build the, like the the your the emotional um i don't know what the right word is but like your confidence is also destroyed you know and and sometimes the emotional things take a lot longer than the physical things mm -hmm. and uh yeah and, and that was me i mean i couldn't believe my my dad out like walked me <laughs> for the longest time and he saw it like i my uncle by the way he's younger than me uh that's the story. Uh, we hung out one time after uh, I felt it was safe to. And I just walked to his car and he was like, damn, like you are tired. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, like I, it's been over a month since I've had it. And uh, yeah, COVID turns, turns into pneumonia and it's a virus, not a bacteria. So you can't do anything about it. And uh, yeah. So, uh, so now today I finally, finally feel close to a hundred percent. Um, and I just kept exercising. I kept eating right. I think in the first two weeks that I had it, I lost 15 pounds. It's a COVID diet, not recommended. Do not do it. So I hope this like really, really answers some sort of questions that people have been wondering about. And I, it's real. Like it's, I, I can't, like, I can't show you more. I mean, I have a picture of me in the hospital and I am bleeding out of my nose, like gushing blood. I have the IV wow. and it's, that is like, I don't know. I don't even, mm -hmm. I really don't want to show it to people because it's so graphic, but that oh, yeah. was me at my worst. Mm -hmm. 
And I kept that confidence, even though I was in like, I look like I should die. <laughs> like It was really bad. And I'm laughing about it now because I feel okay to talk about it. But I mean, you asked me three weeks ago, I was still, still kind of blown away that I, I could walk, that I was living. Um, when they took me out of the hospital, they did a really, really sweet thing. And again, they don't have to do this thing. But they, they do this thing where if you survive COVID, they take you out because you can't walk out unless, unless you're one of the lucky few who go to the hospital and can walk out. Um, they wheel you out and they play. Um, I chose uh, Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Mm. And uh, all the nurses get out and they clap for you. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know, it was, it was my my parents and my my grandparents were outside and I was just I was in tears like for sure because I really really felt like I not only survived COVID but I overcame being alone and doing it for them you know and for myself so you know that's that's a huge huge challenge but um you can do it you know, I mean, and I am by no means a perfect person. And I will easily say if I can do it, if I can, <laughs> you can do it, you know? <laughs> mm, yeah. Damn. Thank you so much for just sharing all that you have. And uh, I'm very grateful not only to hear your story, but that you're alive. Um, and what a testament to show that you you deserve to be here, you know, you deserve to be on this earth and you have a powerful message to, to spread. Um, and yeah, so just, I'm very grateful that you're here. Thank you. I'm, I'm really, it's unreal to, to share that, you know, I'm telling you, it doesn't feel like I was supposed to be the person to do this, but I mean, like I said earlier, like somebody has got to do it, you know? Somebody's got to go out there and be like, this is real and it can happen to you. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I know I'm, I'm happy to know you too. Like I'm, I'm here talking about it and that makes me really happy. I've, I've done a COVID commercial recently. And if you know me, I'm not an actor by no means, <laughs> but I just, I thought, you know, past myself, like this isn't, this needs to be out there. So then I did that, and then um, currently in the works of something else. But um, yeah, it's I can't say it enough. Like this is real. Be safe. Like do this. Not necess- if you won't do it for yourself. I'm sorry, it's the other way around. <laughs> if you won't do it for other people, do it for yourself, because your life matters. And. Again, like I mentioned to you earlier, I, I really think we should all think of ourselves as one organism, you know? I'm just going to say, who cares about skin colors at this point? Like, seriously. Seriously. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we want to get, we, none of us want COVID. That's all a common factor. What we need to do is, you know, do the things that need uh, help this go away you know wear the mask be safe don't go out in public areas where where you're obviously gonna put yourself in danger you know it's it's we've all heard it a million times so i'm not gonna repeat it but mm-hmm. just you know do it do it for yourself like no nobody wants to be here longer you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those of us that are very very lucky to like spend this time and self-reflect and, and, and not be negative, like kudos to you, keep doing it, you know? But to the other people like that haven't thought about it, like really, really consider it an option, you know, instead of going out and, you know, exposing yourself and putting other people in danger, you know, right now is a great time to be by yourself. Right now is a great time. Everyone's doing it. There's like no, no shame. Exactly. Like you're not, you're not going to miss anything because everyone's home right now, you know? Mm-hmm. So there is no better time to be there and learn about yourself and challenge yourself. See what goals you have and, and set a plan towards it, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm actually remodeling my office and I wasn't going to do that unless this happened, you know? I was yeah. like, great. I've now pushed myself to a point that it's going to 
that's going to lead to positive changes. Mm-hmm. So also get to know your family. If, you, if you're lucky, your, you know, family, it doesn't necessarily, for me, it doesn't necessarily mean blood, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. consider one of your friends, family, then by all means, just talk to them, you know, really mm-hmm. get to know them. Like these, whoever you think will be there for the rest of your life, spend your time, spend more time with them. Yes. You know, no one's, no one's permanent. Like, yeah, there's new friends. There's, there's, new things going on there's events you know the stuff you got to do for your life but you you got to choose you know mm-hmm. you don't know when you're going to die i didn't know i was going to die mm-hmm. but uh, it's just another thing i like to tell people it's just yeah be, be picky you just yeah. don't know exactly no that's a great point and um and it ties really well with my next question for you <laughs> so like as our community highlight um of the month Tell us why. Why is community important to you? And uh, and anything else you'd like to share on that? Uh, I'm I'm a really strong believer in helping people grow. And I, like I said, I I feel like everybody has a superpower, and mine is to talk through film, you know, and and maybe even talking, you know. One day, maybe I'll be doing a bunch of these, and, and it'll help people you know, and I hope this does, I really do. So by, by doing this, I feel like I'm spreading, you know, awareness, especially with the last topic and, and more importantly about self-love. I'm a huge person on that. It's, you're the only person that's going to be there your entire life, 24 seven, you know, talk about, if you want to go business wise, talk about investments on, on things that'll help you. You are, what is it called? Your biggest asset, you know? You are, put more money into yourself and put more care into yourself. If you control yourself, if you know your limits, then I don't know, the sky's the limit, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the difference between billionaires and and people who don't make it. I I don't know, but I'll tell you this. I, I definitely, definitely think those guys have something that know something about self-care, you know, they definitely choose who they surround themselves with. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's just those chains of thoughts are just super important. I think lessons and stories are like shortcuts. Um, I have a close friend, his name is uh, JJ Brennan. Shout out to him. He is the oldest graduate of UNLV. And um, I think he's, oh, God, this is really bad. I don't want to know his age, to be honest with you. He's like, I think he's like 96. I don't know, maybe 86. I'm not sure, but Mm -hmm. he's old. And I lost his phone number a year ago, and and it popped up in my phone because it was like I spelt it wrong, and I called him. I was like, please work, please work. Also, please be alive. Please be alive. <laughs> he's got, he's going through the pandemic too. And he's old, you know, and, uh, he, he picked up and we had the most wonderful chat in the world. He was just so happy. And he's somebody who I set a positive change to. And, and in a way right now, I want him to be the example as the community mm-hmm. because I made a film with him and he's, toward near towards the end of his life and uh he you know he told me uh he had a dream when he was younger he was 14 he wanted to be an actor he was in a commercial he showed me he still had the same big ears <laughs> i was like that's him that's you <laughs> uh and uh, so we made this film it went to the Cannes film festival it's called the christmas dinner uh again i shot it cinematography was by me it was directed by tyler yarbrough um uh it's on it's on my website too if you guys are curious i realize i haven't been saying these films are on my website so you can see these things <laughs> but um so this film went out there it, it, it had some good success and it made it to Cannes film festival it was top five and uh when he heard that he went to tears and because uh, he did the voiceover Mm. amazing voice by the way i'm not surprised he made it he made he he, honestly he helped us for sure to get over there Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, and he was in tears. And, and he, he told me, he's like, I never dreamed of making it to Cannes Film Festival. It is one of the most like known festivals on the planet and let alone top five. And that, that put me to tears because I was just like, thank fuck. Oops, I cussed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank God. I like, I am finally seeing like that I helped someone. It makes me feel so happy because I, this is how I felt when I saw, you know, another earth in that scene. There's another video essay called a story for tomorrow. That also made me really think. And um, obviously when, when he was talking to me, I wasn't all like selfish in terms of I have achieved something, you know, but um, it made me feel really good yeah. and, and to help out somebody. And that's what I want for everyone else. So I want, I want people to feel like that. You know, I want, I want the community to grow. I want the whole arts uh, part of Vegas to grow. Like we're, we're not invisible. We can do stuff. So starts with self-care. You really got to learn about yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And, and he, uh, I think the, on, on this question, I'll just say one last thing about it. Cause I think it's super important. There's this trailer that recently came out for a movie called Nomadland. And there's this line in there that just stuck by me. Um, and it was, I maybe spent too much time remembering. Again, this is a trailer, so I don't know what that means per se, but I just took that one line and just put it into context. You know, I, what if I was 75, 80, you know, near end of my life, and I said that? You know, I, and I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I would, I, I want to, I don't want to live in remembering things. I want to live in the moment. I want to live, well, not in the moment, like <laughs> as a cheesy context to that. But mm-hmm. I just meant, I just, I don't want to be always thinking about the good times. I want to create constant good times, you know? And uh, that's just a thought that I think everybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's something, even if it's just that, help out anybody who listens. Just just be there and try to just know that your good times in the past, your life doesn't have to be just that. You can choose to go and make new ones. Mm-hmm. You just got to put in the work. Exactly. Mm. Amen to that. <laughs> oh, so good, Joel. Well, got awesome. That I got that all from a trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So for our last question, um, tell me what is your wish for this year, 2021, for yourself, for others, for for the world? Well, um, I'm trying to think of one for myself, and I'm trying to be completely honest, but I'm going to come back to that (laughs) because there's (laughs) one that sticks out that's just – well, for everybody else, um, I mean, I guess this includes me too. And I'm, I'm going through it and I want to push through it and make it out to the end. But um, I really, really wish that everybody takes advantage of this time for self-reflection. Because, again, there's no better time. You have no excuse. Everybody can do it right now. Nobody's going to be shamed for missing out on not going to this party or not going to this event. You know, some some people... You know, some people who live at home and don't do anything in terms of socially, this is the best time of their life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but for the rest of us who go out and socialize, you know, don't look at it negatively. Really don't. I mean, you have, you know, you're going to have that. You know, we're all going to come out. We're all going to socialize. We're going to get through this pandemic like we have in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily, this time we have technology with us, you know? We yes. can we can be on the internet. We can Zoom like us right now. Mm-hmm. It's a huge advantage. You'll be fine. But what you should do, you know, maybe there's some people who do a lot of self-reflection and they want to work on it. Not as much as other people, sure. But there's there's a lot of us that need it. And it's okay to be by yourself and think and plot out like what you can do to be better. You know, you don't need to go through something terrible to make a positive change in your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, I really, really, I, it's, it's like seeing a, a sale on, on like a piece of clothing you've always wanted, you know, like that's what this time is for me. I'm just like, it is 50% off. Yeah. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a great, that's honestly a great way to look at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't, there's a, oh man, all my film buddies are going to hate me right now. Cause I'm going to quote the God. No, I don't even know. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> an offer. You can't refuse. <laughs> but a goal for myself is just to give you a little just so you know this is personal (laughs) um i you know i i love editing editing is a part of film and um you know i focus on cinematography but i I think it's super super important to stem out and learn other areas of life you know as a filmmaker i truly and i don't know if that's necessarily only a place of filmmaking, but I, I believe as a filmmaker, I need to live life to tell stories. I need to, even if it's going and meeting someone and talking about it, you know, I've met somebody who's been through the Holocaust and talked to them about it. And yes, I'm never going to go through that because I wasn't alive back then, but I feel like I learned something, you know, through JJ, he's told me many stories about, you know, before he did film and his story about, he used to have, millions of dollars and then now he lives on an apartment or uh before he moved to a safe place because of covid but he he lives in an apartment all by himself lost everything his whole life came down to that apartment and a 10 by 12 storage room all of his memories are in there and that's just so like i don't know thought thought provoking i assume you know um but uh, so just to conclude it, um, so film is, there's many, many, many branches of film. There's many jobs in it. So for me to just focus on cinematography is very limiting. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm directing a lot more. I'm editing all the time because when you shoot, you plan for it, but you don't necessarily see how it translate, translates to the final uh, product, you know? You have a story, and I think it's rewritten three times. You you write it once, and then you you you, you do it, um, and then you put it together, and it's rewritten there as well. Mm-hmm. So like, there's three phases of transformation from the idea that was in your head to there, and there's a whole process to it. So I did, you know, I'm fiddling with sound. I've, as you know, I did, I'm doing like. The, I did the commercial thing. I stemmed out and I acted. And obviously, it was because I wanted to speak out for COVID. But nevertheless, I learned as an being an actor. Um, I did uh, taking photos to promote myself, which is not something I do, but it's needed now. You know, I'm I'm open to change. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a therapist two years ago. By the way, I think even if you don't have issues, again having a therapist is incredible because that's time for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you don't have to have a problem to make a positive change. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go and talk about yourself. What if you go and you rent? Sure. You know, go and talk about something positive. You know, it's just, again, it's self care. It's some sort of form of it. I'm, you know, I don't think why, I don't know why people are like, Oh, you go to therapist. Like, Oh, you're crazy. You're like, no, no, I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's time to break that stigma. So. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm sure there's some sort of example we can relate to. It's just mm-hmm. ridiculous, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's just mine. Uh, my my uh, other goal for this year is to continue this stemming out, and you know, I'm doing the podcast. I've done one before, and I'm going to keep doing them if I can. But uh, yeah, just just stemming out and getting to know life because when mm-hmm. people watch my films, you know, I just I want to feel confident about it. You know, I don't want it. It could be film could be about anything to be honest. So I get to live so many lives in one lifetime. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the best vacation somebody could ask for. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I literally hop through time mm-hmm. mentally. <laughs> Awesome, Joel. Thank you so much. I mean, this has been uh, very educational, inspiring, and you're such a testament, you know, that no matter what you go through, no matter what it is, if you have a heartbeat, 
and oxygen in your lungs, it's an opportunity to change your life. And a smile. So, and a smile, exactly. Keep that, keep that positive attitude keep through the, the worst times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep the love and keep the faith. And uh, so just, so like I said earlier, very grateful that you're with us. And I'm just so excited to see your growth. And I know you're going to continue to do amazing things. Uh, yeah, no, I have to at this point. I've been yeah, through you, have no, you have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through too much. That I have no excuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, awesome. Jewel, tell us how can people find you? Like what's your social media website? Tell us. Uh, so my website is joelmartinezdp.com. Um, you'll, you'll find all of my latest stuff there. Uh, my social media is uh, instagram.com slash joelmartinezdp. And then I would recommend you see Vimeo. Uh, my Vimeo is joelmartin- uh, vimeo.com slash joelmartinez. So that one's I found just Joel Martinez. I had to snag that. <laughs> it's <laughs> impossible to find Joel Martinez Seriously, alone. Seriously, that's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, some doctor owns joelmartinez.com who's not in practice and the website's down. And I'm like, such a waste. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to snag that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be posting a lot more stuff like very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited to finally promote and uh, you know, if you liked anything that you heard, then please go see the stuff on my website, please, you know, check out the Instagram. Cause I guarantee you anything I put up has got love and care in it. You know, I want to promote the people that I put out, you know, that I work for. I don't, I really don't half-ass anything. And, uh, yeah, like I, you know, I appreciate being on the show thank you so much it really was an honor i'm grateful to to talk like i said it's mm-hmm. <laughs> unreal but thank yeah, you so much absolutely joel i'm just equally grateful and it's all about you know spreading love and truth so we can continue to live as authentically as we can and in order to get through these times we have to confront it and we can do it together and it takes our cooperation. So just again, thank you for, for being this voice and for standing in your purpose so well. And um, so, yeah, like I said, super excited to see your growth. Do you have any last comments before we sign off? Uh, Yeah. The life foundation is dope. (laughs) Go on there. (laughs) Check it out. I'm on there. I'm dope. <laughs> We're You're all dope. dope. You're there. Everything is dope except COVID. <laughs> Seriously, let's hope, man. Let's hope that things start to get better. But again, we the only way to do that is to do it together. So Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Together we stand, together we fall. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was a quote. I just said that. So. <laughs> <Nope>. Super fitting. <laughs> awesome, Joel. Again, and then uh, we'll, we'll also have um, the links on that on the episode um, so you can catch Joel and find him on, on the interwebs. But again, thank you so much, Joel. Appreciate you. Keep, keep shining. And um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time. Thank you, guys. Till next time.